Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva speaks. Hello, this is Geneva Williams, and welcome once again as we take a look into the heads and hearts of leaders, and the greater purpose they inspire in others. Today's guest is a compelling thought leader and voice in motivational speaking. Armed with a mission to empower, Cheryl Wood impacts the lives of hundreds through her life-changing principles of fearless living. She is an award-winning speaker. She's a corporate consultant, author, and business strategist who specializes in equipping others to stretch their thinking, expand their expectations, and play a bigger game. Starting out as a secretary and now as an internationally known speaker, Cheryl's been featured on the Dr. Oz Show, In Essence and Black Enterprise magazines, The Washington Informer, and on Radio One. And her clients include the U.S. Departments of Defense and Agriculture, Verizon Wireless, and the Small Business Administration, just to name a few. She's got a long list of awards, including the Governor of Maryland's Citation for Excellence in Small Business and the Entrepreneurial Spirit Award from Morgan State University, which happens to be my alma mater. (laughs) Cheryl is the editor and publisher of the Fearless with a Purpose magazine, and also is author of two books. One, How I Flatlined and Woke Up in 45 Days, A Guide to Empowered Living, and the other one, The Glamorous Side of Preneurship, What They Didn't Tell You About Being a Woman in Business. I am so excited, Cheryl, and welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here tonight. Yes, yes. So tell us, you know, I I gave our audience a little bit about your background, but fill in some of the gaps that I might have left out. Well, I think it's always important to give a little bit of our personal background because our business is usually just an extension of who we are personally. So on the personal front, I am a wife. I am a mother of three who just gushes and oozes love for my kids. I have an 8-year-old, a 9-year-old, and an 11-year-old. And um, I just I love family life. Um, that is the thing that really prompted me to even want to step foot into entrepreneurship from the start because I want it to be more available and accessible to my children. 
Um, and so that kind of rolled me right into the businesswoman that I am. Uh, six years ago, I had a, a vision of doing something different with my life other than rushing off to a corporate job every day, punching a time clock and building mm-hmm. somebody else's dream. And I decided to take mm-hmm. a take a step in that direction. I didn't know the how. I wasn't sure of, you know, exactly how it was going to be executed or who was going to open what doors of opportunity. I just had a burning desire to do something different than what I was doing. And I knew that to get to something different, I had to do something different. So I was just bold enough to take a leap and to try to figure out my way uh, as I kind of went through the journey. Oh, fantastic. Now, when you talk about taking that leap, Tell us about that. What did you do? Well, the first thing I did that I think a lot of women tend not to do is I got started without all the answers. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. You know, I got started without everything being perfectly aligned. Sometimes we feel like, well, as soon as this happens, then I will take the leap. Or, you know, once I once I get in this position financially or once I get in this space, you know, I'm happy in this space or my kids are going to school full time or whatever it is, we are always almost it's like we're waiting for the perfect situation, the perfect circumstances to align before we move forward into doing what we want to do or what we've been called to do. And I just chose to, to execute with what the circumstances were at that moment. And for me, that meant I was still working a full-time job. Uh, as I mentioned, I was a legal secretary who went to a 10 by 10 cubicle every day. Uh, I was pretty miserable mm-hmm. doing that, but I was good at it, and it paid the bills. So mm-hmm. we usually do what we know mm-hmm. until we're brave enough, bold enough to do something different. Um, and I took a step of starting a business, a very small T-shirt business. I didn't know why I, why I was selling T-shirts, Dr. Geneva. I didn't know why. <laughs> I just knew I had to get started on something that was going to put me into a path where I would get to discover what my God gift was, what I was supposed to be doing mm-hmm. here on this earth, who, how I was supposed to be using my gifts and my talents to a different level. And so starting out at that T-shirt business, I didn't know at the time that the T-shirt business was really setting me up for the greater that was about to come. And I think that's what mm-hmm. happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're so busy looking at far, far ahead, the picture that's way down the road, not realizing that Mm -hmm. there's so many lessons we're learning now in the process of Mm -hmm. getting to that picture. So when I was out Mm -hmm. selling T-shirts on the weekends, you know, after I worked my full-time job every day, when I was Mm -hmm. out selling T-shirts, I was learning how to talk to people about my services and products. I was learning how okay. to hear the word no and not take it as a personal rejection, but rather, okay, that's getting me closer to someone who's going to say yes. I learned how mm-hmm. to how to monitor my money when I did sell, when I made sales. Mm-hmm. I learned how to invest mm-hmm. back into my business. I learned how to meet new people and develop relationships. All of those things were setting me up for the greater that was going to come, which came 18 months later. So sometimes we want it to happen overnight just because we're working hard, and it doesn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. But 18 Mm -hmm. months later into grinding and trying to find my way, I get this unexpected phone call from someone at Morgan State University who heard about the business, Mm -hmm. knew that I was a mom who was working a full-time job and trying to get a different life, and extended an opportunity and said, we'd love for you to come and, and speak at our women's conference. We get 200, sometimes upwards of 300 women who come from all across the country. Come and talk to them about what it takes for moms to start their own businesses. And I want to tell you, ah, initially I burst out okay. laughing because I thought they had dialed the wrong number. I really mm-hmm. did. <laughs> I wasn't a speaker. I, I had never been in Toastmasters. I didn't have speaking on my radar. But that is the beauty of getting started. 
18 months before that phone call, I just got started with what I had in that moment. And that Mm -hmm. detoured me into where I really was supposed to be in my journey. And so when I went and did that speaking engagement, and I shared with other moms what it was like to take risks, what it was like to do things that scared me, that were uncomfortable. When I, took, when I went there and spoke, I knew with everything in the core of who I am as a woman that that was what I was born to do. And the rest, as okay. they say, is history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, that's, um, so that's kind of led you to where you are now. Absolutely. And it's been a lot of work. It's been a, it's been a lot of grinding. And, uh, you know, I was talking to someone a little earlier and, and talking about how you can't wait. You have to create. So if, if, there does, if it doesn't look like there are any doors that are opening for you, you better create a door. You, you better create some platforms. So for me, as I, as I discovered that that was my calling, that was my gift, was to use this gift of gab. Now, who would think that this gift of gab would end up being a thing that I could monetize that would allow me to create a successful business? I bet you my husband never thought that was going to happen. <laughs> but I used what God gave me, what he planted in me, and I used that natural gift, that natural talent to communicate with women, to empower them and uplift them, to breathe life into their dreams, to breathe life into their possibilities. And every time I did it, the funny part about it, I went there to empower them, but I was equally as empowered because I was now doing what I love to do, what I was called mm-hmm. to do. And so I just kept mm-hmm. working and I kept working and I kept working and I kept showing up all the time, constantly showing up, out networking uh, at events, meeting other business owners, learning. I stayed in the bookstore. I mean, I, I have so many books on my bookshelf. I, ca- I read as much as I could. I listened. I, I was willing to be a student so that I could master the craft of speaking, which has been the thing that really has positioned me where I am today, which is traveling the country as a speaker, doing this thing that I absolutely love. So there have been highs and lows. There have been ups and downs. You know, I've, I've lost, you know, there have been times i lost money. There have been times I've lost friendships and relationships. It's a give and take when you're pursuing your dream. Mm-hmm. It really is a give and take. And you learn to accept the good and embrace the, the negative things that happen, and you keep it moving, especially if you have your eyes on what that ultimate prize is, what, what that flips across that finish line. And for me, crossing the finish line meant I wouldn't have to get up at 5 o'clock every morning and drop my kids off at 6 at before care. I wouldn't have to go off to uh-huh. a job that I didn't love, that didn't nurture my spirit. I wouldn't have to come back and pick my kids up at 6 p.m. at aftercare and then give them the worst parts of me, which was the tired, grouchy, irritable mama. No, my finish line was I'm going to be able to get to be home with my children. I'm going to be able to actively be engaged with them. I'll be able to walk them up to school every day at the start of school at 9 a.m. versus dropping them off at 6 a.m., three hours before the day starts. I'll be able to come and pick them up at 3.30 versus having them in aftercare until 6. I'll be able to have dinner ready. Like all of the things I had my eye firmly planted on, what was across that finish line for me, and that is the thing that really that prompted the drive that I had to put in the work to get the results. Mm-hmm. So, so Cheryl, as you're going through all this and, and you're learning, and you gave us some, you know, you dropped out there some really great uh, tips in terms of being on your journey and some, some leadership techniques, you know, the meeting people, the mastering your craft, the going after your dream, the constant learning. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, what are the one or two lessons that you learned in your journey from 
making the T-shirts in your basement to now the international speaker that you are? What are some of the key lessons that you learned? And and, and also, where, where did things not work out? Tell us about some of those failures, things that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think it's so important that people, because sometimes, especially now we're in this whole, uh, this social media, you know, environment, and people oftentimes see your end result, but they have, they don't see everything that went into creating this result, right? So people think you just Mm -hmm. popped up and now you're just doing what you love, and it it is not that way. And I have to warn people, hey, when you're looking at social media, media, you're seeing a snapshot of what other people have accomplished. You have no idea what their behind the scenes is. So for me, yeah, there were a lot of failures. And and here's my my view on failure. I, I tell every client that I work with, look, success does nothing but stroke my ego. When I have a success, I can talk about it, I can, you know, I can feel good about it. It strokes my ego. But failure teaches me how to do it better the next time. So every failure that I have, I embrace it as information learned. And I, there were a lot of failures. Uh, when I was doing the T-shirts, uh, one of the things that I had to learn through that process was valuing my services and products enough to put a price tag on it and leave that price tag there. And to stop uh-huh. giving what we call, what I call, the homie hookup. You know, where you have a set price and somebody comes along and they don't value it enough to pay the full price, so you diminish your products and your services and you lower the price. Like, I stayed in that space for much, much, much too long. And so that was okay. one of my epic failures. I would go I would go out, go to an event, you know, I'd be gone from my family for six hours or more, you know, traveling to the event, setting up. Mm-hmm. You know, having to travel back, and I'd come home with nothing uh, because, mm-hmm. I, because or very little because I didn't value what I was offering enough to stick to my pricing. So that was a big okay. thing for me was valuing what I brought into the space and also pricing and being willing to negotiate pricing and increasing my prices as I gain more knowledge. As I add more knowledge mm-hmm. to my database, my brain, my internally, then guess what? And I gain more credibility. That speaks volumes of, okay, now I have to turn that around and I have to make sure that my fees represent the level of knowledge and credibility that I have. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring up a point uh, point about that uh, pricing your product and so how did you determine the value of your product or service what did, what did you do did you do a lot of research did you you know test it out what what were the things that you did that you were able to use for determining value yeah, well, once I came into the speaking business, I mean, really it was all an internal thing. It was a mindset thing for me. Um, I already knew what some speakers, the fees that they were commanding. You know, I knew there were speakers who were making 5000 10000 $20,000 and, and more. I just didn't believe I was worth that. So it was mm-hmm. all, it okay. never had anything to do with me not knowing what was out there. It didn't have anything to do with me not knowing that, oh, other speakers were making these, this amount of money. I didn't value my worth. I didn't value my expertise enough to put that price tag on it. So for me, it was a mm-hmm. lot of self-work. It was analyzing my, you know, this, this relationship that I had with money. Why didn't I value what I brought into the table enough to say, hey, my fee is 5000 or $10,000? You know, why was I, when I first came, when I first came into speaking, you know, why am I charging $500? Well, 
when other speakers are commanding mm-hmm. 5000 And I know there's a, a process. I know that we all have to pay our dues, but I was paying my dues way beyond <laughs> what I should have been yeah, uh-huh. because I right. had to work on my own stuff, my own mindset mm-hmm. to believe that, yes, this little black girl who grew up in the projects of Baltimore, yes, this little black mm-hmm. girl who was the product of a single-parent household, yes, even though I didn't have a piece of paper that said I was college-educated, I was still good enough to go in and command those rates because of the experience and the expertise that I brought into the marketplace, because of how I could transform people's lives with my gift. And it took me really a long time to get into that mind space that I stopped focusing on what I didn't have and started focusing on what I did have that would cause me to to do what we call value pricing, value pricing. Mm-hmm. So what's the value okay. you bring in that will transform people's lives? That's what you base your pricing on. You don't base it on anything other than the value pricing. So once I got straight mm-hmm. in my own mind that, yes, I had so much value to bring, that, yes, I was being used as an instrument to transform people's lives and how women think about themselves and think about their possibilities and, and pursuing their dreams and knowing they can accomplish them, everything shifted in terms of my finances in my business. Mhm. Okay. Now, now you know, Cheryl. You know, you're an international speaker. You you go and you motivate. You you clearly uh, can communicate. You do a lot of that, and, and we all know that communication is an essential uh, skill uh, uh, ability that leaders need to have, if if nothing else, but being able to communicate a vision. Uh, But you started out on your path not to be a speaker. So how did you learn how to communicate your thoughts and what was in your heart? Uh, You know what it was? It was OJS, on the job, OJT, on the job training. (laughs) (laughs) On the job training, meaning I got out and I did it. Um, I got out and I practiced. Uh, my whole first year that I was a speaker, I used that as a, as a year of what I call experience and exposure. Because for me, the best way to become a pro, the best way to master your craft is to practice the craft, to actually mm-hmm. be in the process of doing the craft. And that meant I needed to be in front of people. I needed to be in front of different audiences and know how to handle myself in front of a corporate audience versus an entrepreneurial audience uh, versus uh, an audience of all males versus an audience of all females, an audience of young girls versus an audience of Ph.D. You know what I mean? I, I had to learn mm-hmm. that. And so I went okay. through my own process of experience and exposure, and I learned how to how to move an audience based on just coming into the room and just kind of analyzing who was there and coming early mm-hmm. enough to talk to people. Because a lot of times as speakers, we, we might come in, especially when you're first starting, you come in and you're intimidated. You're intimidated because you're like, wow, I hope these people are going to respect what I'm bringing to the table. I hope they're going to get me, I hope, right? But in actuality, when you start to talk to people, you realize they're just people, just like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just happen mm-hmm. to be the person who was hired to bring a certain expertise in that maybe they don't have that expertise in. So it doesn't mean that, that you know, you have to be intimidated. You just come in and you mm-hmm. do what you do. You be authentically, remain authentically you. And that's been a big piece of me being able to communicate well and do very well mm-hmm. as a speaker. It's just being authentically Cheryl. It doesn't matter if I'm mm-hmm. talking to to women who have PhDs and master degrees, or if I'm talking to women who have dropped out of school, it doesn't matter. I'm always going to be Cheryl. 
So this personality, mm-hmm. this energy, you're going to get it. It doesn't matter who's in the room. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, if there are two people in the room or 200 people in the room. The same level of excitement I have about helping you to realize your potential, that's always going to be the same. And that, I think, okay. is really the core of what makes a great communicator is always being authentic to you, but also what we spoke about earlier, being willing to invest in yourself and master what you do. So if mm-hmm, you know that mm-hmm. you're not great at communication, invest in some courses, invest in some classes, mm-hmm. and learn how to communicate well. So anything I feel like that you're missing, you feel like you're missing in your business that will propel you forward, guess what? Somebody has the answer. Somebody has the solution. It's up to you to get out and find it and invest in it. Okay. So you've given us some really great great uh, suggestions and strategies because, again, you're saying practice, 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 you know, study it, become a master of, of your craft. You also talked in terms of communication, know your audience. I, I think that was another good one. And then be the real you. Uh, you know, come with that, all, your authentic self in terms of how you're communicating. Now, I, I, I know our time is is moving on, but there's, you know, a couple other things I want to get to, and one is when I saw this title, How of Your Book, How I Flatlined and Woke Up in 45 Days. You have to tell us about that. Give us just a what what happened. (laughs) Well, I use that symbolically because I was in a space uh, when I first started out where I literally was just, you know, in a routine. You know how you, you, you develop a routine and, and it's almost like you can do the routine with your eyes closed and your hands behind your back because you do the same thing all the time? And I got mm-hmm. into a space where I felt like I was existing in life instead of living life, existing in it okay. versus living it. And that made me okay. feel like I lost my heartbeat in life because I wasn't living on my own terms. I was living on somebody mm-hmm. else's terms. I had to show up when somebody mm-hmm. else told me to show up. I had to be mm-hmm. there in the seat even when my kids were sick. You know, my husband and I used to have these arguments in the in the morning when the kids were sick. You know, like, oh, well, I can't take off. Well, I can't take off. And we're going back and forth about who can take off because we're afraid of job security. So that was existing for me. That wasn't living. Living is being able to claim life on your terms, to be able to, de- to decide when you're going to come, when you're going to go, when you're going to serve your clients, when you're not going to. And that's what I wanted. I wanted freedom. That's really the overarching mm-hmm. word, freedom. I wanted time freedom. I wanted financial freedom. I wanted the freedom to be an engaged, active mom in my kids' lives. And at the time when I wrote that book, I was going through a season where I was trying to find that freedom. But before that, leading up to that, I felt like I had literally lost my heartbeat in life because it mm-hmm. wasn't the life I wanted to be living. And so that's what prompted me to write the book was to, again, share my story. We all have a story, and our story yes. really it's about us, but it ain't for us. And so it, it, mm-hmm. it really makes sense for us to share our story because somebody somewhere is going to read that story, and they're going to see that you're pressing through whatever that challenge you're going through, and they're going to get hope and say, if she can do it, so can I. And so it prompted me to write mm-hmm. that to, again, empower other women to see beyond what they were going through in the moment and realize I can come out on the other side of this really claiming life on my own terms. Mm-hmm. All right. And and your other book, uh, The Glamorous, Glamorous Side of Entrepreneurship, what they didn't tell you about being a woman in business. So what 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 was not told? What didn't they tell us? Give us one thing they didn't tell us about being a woman in business. 
Oh, Lord. Um, well, that's actually a collaboration that I did with uh, 25 other women, uh, and they all tell their oh. story about about their glamorous side of entrepreneurship. And, I mean, there are stories in the book where women talked about how they lost everything in a, in a material sense, meaning, you know, they lost their car, they lost their house, you know, while they were pursuing this dream. But what they gained was peace of mind. What they gained was, again, claiming life on their own terms and success on their own terms. What they gained was a deeper connection to their family because now they had that quality time to spend with their family. So it, it's a mm-hmm. lot of times people don't tell you the things that you're going to have to give up before you get to the glitzy side, you know, the side where you're, you know, going through the airport. I remember when I first thought about being a speaker, I was like, oh, I want to, I want to be, you know, in those nice little suits and I want to be, you know, going through the airport with my little rolling suitcase, going to first class, mm-hmm. first class flight. Honey, it was not like that. <laughs> Yeah. For a long time. It was the complete opposite of that for a long time. And I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me the truth? And so in the book, mm-hmm. these women share their individual truth of what they went through. For me, my husband and I, we hit rock bottom financially before we came out on this other side um, where now I'm running the six-figure business. But before that, I mean, we we felt like we had hit rock bottom. Um, I finally mm-hmm. got the courage to walk away from my full-time job. You know, you don't leave your good job, as we say here, Mary, you don't leave your good government job. But I left my job to pursue a dream, and six months after that, my husband got laid off. So we went through that whole drama and trauma of financially being depleted and having to make the decision, do I go back to what I know Do I go back to what's familiar because I know how to make a paycheck? Or do I keep forging ahead with full confidence that I can build a business that is successful, that fuels me, that energizes me, and where I get to leave my unique mark on the world? Mm -hmm. And and speaking about that unique mark on the world, um, you know, we we always have conversation on this show about – uh, legacy and what you want to leave as your mark, um, particularly for uh, younger uh, folk who are, you know, starting their journey. Um, what 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 do you see as your leadership legacy? What do you want to to leave for folk? I think the first words I really want people to say are a combination of a fearless leader combined with a servant leader. Um, so I want I want the legacy to be that I was this bold, fearless, courageous woman who just refused to be held down by what life wanted to throw at me. And instead, mm-hmm. I chose what life was going to produce for me and manifest for me. And I did that, have you know, done that through a combination of demanding. There's a quote that, that says, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you demand. So through demanding from life that, you know, you give me the best because God created me with a spirit of abundance and prosperity. So why shouldn't I have that? Um, but there has to be some work that you have to put in to do it. So I want people to remember um, not just that, oh, she achieved abundance and prosperity, but she did it fearlessly, meaning she grinded her way to get there. She she went through mm-hmm. challenges, but every time she got knocked down, she got back up. 
There were times mm-hmm. where she didn't know how she was going to make it, but she figured it out along the way. She connected with people who believed in her and offered her opportunities. So those are the things I want people to be talking about um, as my legacy and that I then didn't just rise to the top, but that I brought other sisters with me. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, that I think is is so important. And I know as you talk to uh, women and young girls and and around the world, uh, and you talk about uh, these life changing principles of fearless living, being a fearless leader, um, that that resonates with a, a lot of folk. And and I you've got to also I I know you have a uh, uh, a rock your stage speaker training uh, piece that you do. Tell tell our audience about that. Absolutely. So Maya Angelou has this beautiful quote. She says, when you learn, teach, and when you get, give. And so for uh-huh. me, you know, I, I feel like so many people go to their grades with all this knowledge in themselves, all this knowledge in their heads and their minds that they never share with anyone. And if you have a bunch of knowledge that you don't share, you don't dispense so that someone else can get to a different space in their life, it really equates to being selfish. And I don't. that's one where I don't ever want to be connected and equated with Cheryl Wood. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. so I decided, you know, once I really got a grasp on the speaking business and how do you get out and really powerfully share your story, even if it comes from a a place of pain from your past, how do you share that story to empower other people? How do you get on a stage and command an audience? You know, as you mentioned earlier in the bio, I've spoken in front of an audience of 1,500, 1,600 people at one time. How do you get in front of an audience like that and make an impact on people who are sitting in the audience? How do you uh, develop your platform skills? All of those things are part of what I teach in helping to develop Uh other speakers. And primarily I focus on female speakers. So this eight-week intensive walks speakers through what does it take to truly be a successful speaker and monetize your message. And, And this is virtual training. How can people connect to your speaker training? Um, actually, they can. I, I, I usually vet who comes into the program because it's very intimate. Uh-huh. So anyone okay. who's interested can certainly send an email to assistant at SherylWoodEmpowers.com, assistant at SherylWoodEmpowers.com, and just put in the subject line, rock your stage, and we'll send you out right. information, and we'll we'll schedule a call to chat with you. Okay, rock your stage with Cheryl Wood. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Cheryl Wood, Um, you know, phenomenal fearless leader and servant leader. Thank you for being with us and and connecting with our audience. And I want to thank everyone who's joined us today. And if you have comments or ideas about other fabulous leaders like Cheryl Wood, drop me a note. Drop me a note, and we will see you next time when we inspire great leaders for greater purpose. Thanks for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks. Dr. Geneva Williams, an expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www.drgenevaspeaks.com. That's drgenevaspeaks.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? 
Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.